let's get ready to throw down. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today, we are talking about probably the most taboo thing that a salesperson has to talk about, at least if you're American. Nan, Nanette actually has that exactly on the point. Money, budget, all of this stuff. And Euros. Euros, yeah. So we were talking a little bit before, and the way that I got to talk about budget is way different than how Clint has us to talk about it. And Nanette and Al have a very different way of talking about it as well. So I'm going to let Clint take the lead, because before we get into this... Oh, my God. We're going to, Clint was talking about a couple of deals he lost and they're kind of related to budget. So it's kind of related directly to the topic. Everybody, everybody, good days, bad days. Yeah. What you got, buddy? Way to piss me off right off. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, been a tough little month here. You know, typically we get on here and we talk about successes and all that, uh, you know, the good stuff and everybody likes to hear that. But uh, unfortunately for this, this uh, last 30 days, I'll say. It's been rough. It's been tough. Uh, haven't been closing some deals that normally go through. And uh, what we were talking about before this was, you know, I, I feel like I went through the process correctly. I got to budget step to the point where we even developed the budget for the customer. You know, we literally helped them out. This is what we think it will cost. And, you know, in six months when you decide to do this project and and then we and then we gave them a hard number. And we busted our own budget. That's tough. <laughs> That's there's no coming back from that, right? Um, so, so a couple of big projects are in limbo right now, figuring out what the you know what the hell's going on. So, if I heard you correctly, when you bust the budget, what does that mean? I mean, they approve funding, right, from corporate expenditures for, to for, for this project. The dollar amount you put up there. Yeah. So, give us a clue. What kind of dollar amounts? Yeah. Are we so talking let's back about? up a okay. little bit, right? So. How do you get into the situation where they're coming to you and saying, hey, help us build our okay, budget? Okay, so that, that's the fantastic part of yeah. this whole thing, right, is that one of the biggest successes that I have is getting in on the ground floor and saying, don't wait till the very end and then put this thing out to bid with your already approved budget because you're not contractors. You don't build things for a living. You engineer them or you manage them, um, but you don't build them, and we do. So let us give you the budget to get approved and it's tough for me to say because you know 99 percent of the time this is this is the best case scenario that somebody allows me to come in help you develop a budget for your project you go to corporate and you get it approved and then you come back and say okay we've got the funding approved let's get a hard dollar proposal and i give you a hard dollar proposal under the budget it's a it's a hundred percent win almost every time Except for when you don't meet the budget that you you you've already them. set them set them yeah, up. With. So what now changed? They don't have any more money. Right. So so you you come in. <laughs> they don't have any more money. You come and in. Or just squeeze blood out of a turnip. It right? is. Yeah. The way that you explained it before was you know you take a look at it and you think okay it's gonna be one point three. Yeah. And then when you go in to do like the hard yeah. look, it's three. Well, and- see, so that's the sell, right? From a sales uh, side of things, not necessarily in operations or a, you know even a estimating side. From a sales side, we 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 tell you, hey, we're the we're the big boys on in town. We know how to do this. We know how to build it. We've seen it go wrong. Let us kind of add all that, you know, fluff. Also, say in, into it, and and that way you're not scared when it comes time to to build this thing. You've got the money, and and you've got all the all the right moves to make. But here in the last couple of months, we we've, we've kind of fallen short, right? 
So I have a question. I would guess that you build in overrides into mm. the whole equation. Sure. So you broke through those sure. as well, yeah, right? right? So you just like busted the dam, yeah, man. It's yeah. a flood. I mean, I mean we're right? talking about thirty percent busts over, and it's tough because there's just no. I literally had a project, and what's even harder is not only that, but our customer may not have a project now either, right? Because the fund's not there. Explain that a little more. So if a, let's go, I'll, I'll get technical here. General contractor, right? They hire subcontractors to do all the work. They manage the work. They've proposed a, to the owner, right? The, some, the guy that owns the building that's building this stuff. They've hired this general contractor to go out and do a study, find out what it costs to do this project. And this is a year, year and a half before. Right? What's it going to take to do the architectural? What's it going to take to do the engineering? What's it actually going to take to build all this stuff? And then what's it going to take to operate it, maintain it? That's what they're doing. So this owner had asked this company to go do that study. And I had known this company, um, got in on the ground floor and said, hey, when it's time to do that, when they ask you to do that, reach out to me and I'll help you from a contractor standpoint for free because I want you to approve this. However, this is the caveat is that when I do this for you, you're going to the you're going to the table with me. That's it. We're not bidding this out. We're not getting three or four bids to compare. I get you a budget that gets approved. I come under budget. We doing we're doing the job. So this is a shortcut to the dinner yeah, table. Absolutely. Okay. You're you're cutting the dinner table out. There is no more dinner table. You're just eating. Yeah. As long as you come under budget. Right. That you developed. And you screwed it up. And we screwed it up. Okay. Yeah. That's tough, right? Uh, there there's just no. Now, Clint, who screwed it up? Did you, you yeah. play a part in what this? Happened? I mean, what's your ownership I mean, of this equation? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. It is. I, yes. And I'll tell you why the ownership is on me. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. Should you really be on this podcast? <laughs> uh, that is so cruel. Yes. That's a joke. Go ahead. He didn't even uh, he didn't even want to speak into the mic. He was like leaning way I over knew, here. Because hold on. I he know thought he was gonna who get punched, he is, right? He he was hey get guys, punched. that only speaks to if you know your audience, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can own both sides of that equation. Al, Al Daniels leaned so far away from me when he <laughs> asked that question. I'm the closest guy to get what's, my teeth punched in here, movie? right? I've already we've already had that comment. How do they pull you off of me, right? If, uh, you what's go, the if, movie out? Right now, the Hollywood movie, the where the guy take the blockbuster or like porn. Which oh. one are we talking about? <laughs> if I'm talking about it, it's she said not, Hollywood. It's it's the Once Holly, Upon a Time in Once Hollywood. Upon Hollywood. Okay. Yes, thank you. Oh. And Thanks, what's Paul. the gorgeous guy? Um, You're talking about Brad Pitt. Yes, him. Okay. So he takes the can of dog food and. <laughs> He smashes this skin into this. It was it was terrible, but I just think Paul. I'm um, Paul. What's your name? Clint almost took his cup oh and did that. Am I just getting shit on this entire podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm so Look, sorry. You back on topic. Every, yeah, everyone is a bad episode. All right, so so, like, so we're talking about about how you screwed this up and yeah, uh, and how you, and how it's the, your fault. What, what you the parts you played so, in this equation? So I'll, I'll take it back to a sales standpoint. So what I've could have done better is probably uh, really dug into the details on the front end of them just saying, okay, here's a uh, manufacturing facility. You say you've done a hundred of them. So give us a price. And 
and where where it gets lost and and uh, and cloudy is what exactly do you have in this space? Right, we have some uh-huh. details. We have, and and it's not all our fault. Look, they they add a lot of stuff in the end. Oh, now we want a new special bathroom. Now yeah. we want a new break room. Now we want a new machine that we're going to add in. And every time you change or add anything in construction, you're costing money. There's no doubt about that. Anytime so, you change or add anything in any industry, in, it's not yeah, just construction. You're right. Yeah. Right? So even if you're building a website yeah. and you build a website and then they say, actually, I want the background blue, it, it costs money to, yeah, to change stuff. Right? Absolutely. It costs man hours. It's just a small change. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. got 50 of them. All right. What is small yeah, to exactly. you? Right? Yeah. We had an so, agreement. Don't. So there's, there, uh, so I will agree that it, you know, I'm not going to take 100% ownership of the situation from our, our company standpoint. But I'm also not going to take 100% uh, of ours either because we're experiencing this and we should uh, be able to predict a lot of those things, right? Mm-hmm. So when you develop budgets for people, man, you got to think about all those typical things that people change in the end, right? If you're a professional, I, I think that you have a pretty good idea of, oh, yeah, last minute we want to, you know, saw cut the whole floor and tie into the existing plumbing instead of doing it new. Oh, now we want to take the whole new addition and put it inside our existing space. If you've been in the business for more than five years, you know that shit's going to happen. That's what you, that's how you develop your budgets, right? Based on those, all that data retention, all that money loss that you did, all the money gain that you did, all that data that you, that you uh, have, have built into your system. That's what gives you a good budgets. So were you feeling rushed? Like, like, because you've, you've been in the industry for a while, right? And, and by, by your own statement, like you should know this, right? You should know the budget change and, and, and changes happen. So were you just, were you in a hurry? Yeah. Yeah, So this happened two different ways. One was in a hurry. We had 19 minutes. (laughs) 19 minutes over like a multi-million dollar building. Yeah. This is a $2.5 million job that we budgeted in 19 minutes. and, And here's what happened. They went out to consultants. And the consultants said, here's what you need to do this project. They sent that budget over to us and said, hey, can you just kind of fact check the consultants? We looked at it and we said, you know, and they said, oh, yeah, by the way, we need it back in, you know, 10 minutes because we're going to the customer into a meeting. Well, I can't, you know, I can't work magic all the time, but, you know, let's take a look at it real quick. So we browse through it and we say, yeah, everything looks in line. I, I don't know. But, yeah, it sounds good. You know, square foot wise, this dollar per square foot. Yeah, I think you're there. And then come to find out that there was a line item in there of, you know, probably 60 line items on a spreadsheet. There was a line item in there that was, a, you know, $190,000 bust. And that wasn't our fault. That was the consultant's fault for putting that cheap. They, they missed something. They, you know, they missed a ton of labor. And you guys didn't pick up on that? We did. We just missed it, oh. you know, cause, you know because we're talking. So I have we're another... talking nineteen minutes. So you yeah. you talk about rush, right? Yeah. That that happened. That's a rush. There's another one that we had for months, and we went through it with a fine tooth comb, and we missed six six hundred thousand dollars. So can I ask? Uh, yeah. So that's a, that's a misstep. Along the same lines, though, do you think the fact that it's summer and people are on vacation mm-hmm. and you're 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 shifting I th- gears? I'm sure, I think did, it all ties. Did, did that tie into part yeah. of this? Because I know it affects our business. A yeah. Bit, right? So so I'll, I'll say that if you have one job to get through in a week, you spend all your time on that job. You get forty hours to dive into it and really look at it, 
and you can think of all these possibilities. You can give the customer suggestions on don't do this, do that. Mm -hmm. That happens. But what happens when you have five jobs to get done in a week? Because that happens, right? They're all qualified. Mm -hmm. They're all great jobs. They all got approved budgets. They all got real money. They're all going to happen. And none of them are better than the other, right? Because if you've established your process and you vetted your customers properly and the jobs that you bring in the door, sometimes they're all going to come in at one time. Yeah. And they're all good. What do you do then? And in some companies, um, you get pressure to, hey, we've got a bunch of estimators sure. and they don't have anything to estimate. Anything to do? Keep them busy. Go get something. Oh man, you know? mine's terrible about that. We do that all the time. Yeah. And and I always ask a question: well, Can't we? Let's go revisit some stuff, right? Let's go back and find some jobs that are still in limbo. And is there anything that we can do to push those further forward versus? Mm-hmm bidding this job that doesn't qualify in our process. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, you're right. Sometimes it's just practice. So do you have any actionable takeaways about how, how to, how to avoid the situation in the future? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that you, when you're developing a budget, it's the best case scenario for your sales process. Not many people get into that sales process and really um, have an opportunity to be on, on the ground floor, usually it's on the 10th floor, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're like, Hey, give me three bids. And you're one of those three bids and you're, you're catching it from there. If you have the opportunity, especially in construction to go back and you're, you're talking to engineers, how do we build this? Right. And Hey, here's how I want to design it, but does that actually work building it? No, man, you can't do it like this because our guys will have to be here and you have a lift there and a crane there. You can't build it like that, so therefore we have to design it like this. If you're in on those conversations, you're in, man. Yeah, you're into the you're you're the only person that can screw it up is you. At that point, I mean, I truly believe that, especially in my business. So if you get in those situations, it's not just an so there's a there's kind of a saying, and you know, not a saying, but you know, the conversation kind of goes like, well, it's just a budget, so let's just get through this. That's the worst attitude that you can have say, towards a budget to because 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 be. now what you're seeing what i'm talking about today and my problems that i've had this month are exactly that attitude well it's just a budget let's just get them a number let's just move it forward and then we can kind of get them off our back for another six months until we can pick back up into it but if you screwed that number up now your real number's really shot so if you do get the chance to do this the takeaway is spend some time get in there get in deep Ask a lot, of, a lot of questions. What's your, what kind of equipment are you going to put in there? What do you, what do you really want? What do you, what do you like? You know, and if they can't give you answers, help them get the answers. Dig, dig, dig. And I, I mean, I can't stress that enough. And if you can't get that information, then maybe you don't, maybe you're not in a situation where you can even help them get a budget. Maybe, yeah. maybe they need to take a step back. And that's painful for them to hear because everybody gets excited about a new, project right it doesn't matter what industry you're in you start hearing about an office and office expansion or you're thinking about growth and potential you start thinking about all these cool ideas right and so your actionable items are are really dig into that budget phase because if you're in that spot man you are golden there's no better position to be in as a salesperson than to help a customer develop their own budget which you are going to they're going to buy from from. you yeah yeah Yeah. it's your your, yeah it's your money why why would anybody ever help you know, you they let you develop a budget, and then why would they go out to anybody else? I mean, people do, people do that. They're yeah. they're maybe it's their process. Maybe they're just shady people. Maybe they're just looking for the best bang for their buck. 
But the point of it is, is you have increased your odds exponentially if you can get in on the ground floor. So when you do that, you get that chance, dive in deep and, and make it count because nice. it'll bite your ass. And it's doing that me to me right now. Make your sigh. Well, all right. So that's that's one version of budget. Whew. That was a deep one. Uh, that no, was a deep one. Good, it was good. Okay. I mean, good. luckily, you know, luckily I don't live in that just, world, but yeah, yeah, good. It just happened to, you know, happen to be a, something that's happening right now. So, so they're not all wins. So, no, if, yeah, you're, exactly. if you're going to give some insight to the people like that, that are listening, right, and they're in this, the same similar yeah. scenarios, how do how do you prevent that from happening? What yeah. would you have done differently on these two projects yeah. that might have made a difference? Like I said, you know, uh, one is, you know, when somebody tells you you got ten minutes, go hit the timer, man, sometimes you just got to say, look, I, I couldn't give you a good answer in 10 minutes and yep. I'm not even going to try. So there, there is a big point of, you know, who else are they going to call? What, what are they going to spend two minutes with you on the phone? Call somebody else and say, Oh, now you got eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to do that. Right. And realize that sometimes you just can't be that helpful person all the time. And, and if I did give you advice, it's going to be shitty advice because I haven't processed anything. Yeah. So, once again, going back to your process and running them through that, if they don't fit, man, sometimes people just don't fit no matter how bad yep. you want to do stuff. Exactly. There's the exactly. nugget. Yeah. You got to say no sometimes. Yeah. Or you have to be able to put the brakes on them, right? For sure. Yeah. To have them understand that what they're asking for doesn't make sense, not only with you, but even sure, anybody else anybody. they would call. With anybody. Yeah. yeah. You're just right? going and, and, and maybe, not get the information you need. Maybe they're calling you because they've known you to do that in the past. Yeah. Right. And it's worked a couple of times. So therefore it's like, well, shit, we'll just call those guys. And, uh, and it's always good to be Johnny on the spot. And I know sure. we all want to be, so, well, you know, I, you, you, you see an actionable item, right. And you want to be the action Jackson that jumps into that equation. Sure. I get the temptation, but yeah. sometimes that's, that's the that's worst like, way that's, to run. That's anything. probably the biggest, um, you know, for me as a as a high D, that's probably the biggest takeaway is is what you just said is I can't always be Johnny on the spot. Mm-hmm. And that's tough for me because I think I know everything. Yeah. I think I'm the best at everything. So when you tell me like I bet you can't get this done in ten minutes, oh challenge accepted. Here we go. And yeah. the fact is is that we're it's just not all wins. You can't just win all the time. And and in this instance, you know, I've had a great eight month run this exactly. year. I mean just a fantastic run. And this month has just been uh, a little tough. Well, you okay. talk about your hit rate a lot, yeah, right? And sure. the other side of that thing is that the longer the long run is the is longer than anyone wants to talk about, right? Yeah. So the other part of variance is that it's variance, right? So you might be closing ninety percent of that business, but that other ten is going to rear yeah. up, you know. And it's never when you want it to, but sure. you got to you got to just plan accordingly. So that's a that's a good point, John, because you know in January I could tell you about hit ratios being at. 69%. You know, I, I remember that figure very well. And then in April, it being at 72. And then, you know, here lately, it's been in the 79 to 80 range, right? Great numbers. This job that I lost, um, whoever's fault it would be, is it going to... Not yours, obviously. <laughs> Go ahead. I, yeah. All right. Pedal, back, pedal, back, somebody pedal. else. Yeah, but, okay. But, you know, the point of it is, is that this isn't going to move that that mark way down. I'm not going to be at a 20% hit sure, ratio because absolutely. of that. And uh, the only reason it's hard for me to go through this is because I feel like I did everything that I could 
And then now that I'm looking back, I think, oh, I could have done that better. I could have done that better. Could have done that better. But the point of it is, is that there's there's always growth potential, right? Mm-hmm. No matter how great you're doing, there's Gotta always learn. a better, yeah. you know, a better situation or there's always a better uh, thing that you could have done to, you know, push it right. forward. Um, so, you know, takeaways again is just they're not all wins. You yeah. can't just you can win 99% of the time. I believe that in this industry and in sales. Yeah, you may be just that guy. You're not winning 100%. Nobody is. So now what do you do? What do you take away from the 1% that you lost yeah. or How do you 20%? Improve? How do you improve? How do you get better? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, because, you know, if you're listening to us, and this is one of your first episodes, like, we're not batting a, we're not batting a thousand, right? I get, I get no's, and I got to tell people no. Like, I got to lead... Uh, this is going to come out in a couple of weeks, but it's, it's Labor Day week, right? So Monday was a holiday and I get a lead from a guy and he's like, well, we want to move our entire sales process and all of our data from one CRM into another one. And we need it done by Friday. And I have no idea how much data it is. I don't know how complex our process is. And I said, Hey, like, I don't know if I can do this or not. I mean, here, here's the next step. If you want to go there, right. You can either let me in and take a look at it or we can have a call or in a screen share, but I can't promise you that I'm going to have this done by Friday because now it's Tuesday. Right? And you bring up a really good point there because if you if you were to commit to that and fail, oh, you're God. forever a failure. Right? I would be I would be so upset. And and normally I like to help everybody, right? So my gut instinct is to say, oh yeah, sure, yeah. absolutely, we can absolutely do this. Yeah, you're a problem solver, right? Absolutely. But I know myself well enough to be like, I would rather set expectations yeah. well. And say I might not be able to do this, and why? Why? Why is Friday important? Yeah, really. Like, like that's the question I'm really curious about. Sure. And and I'll tell you on the um, from a D standpoint, you know, most D's are, you know, we use manipulative, you know, manipulative a lot. Um, it's not a great word to use, but uh, manipulation and like why you're doing something um, one way or the other. So in that situation, to me, John is it's interesting because I we talk about it on my team a lot. It's like who else can do this? Right. And you're, you know, if we can't do it, then maybe nobody can. Right. Cause we're, we're supposed to be the best that we can be. So if I can't do it, maybe somebody else can do it as good, but they can't do it better. You know, I, or, or they can't do it at all. So if I, ta- if somebody tasks me with an impossible task and I say, look, man, this isn't a fit for us. And I back out. Doc said it earlier. What are they going to do? They're going to go to your competitors and they're going to fail. And forever, their name is going to be mud to mm-hmm. that company. And what a what a bright light it's going to shine on you when you get to come back and say, hey, now you need me. I told you we couldn't do this. And, you know, let's take it slow. Let's learn about each other. Let's get, let's get through this process. And there's a reason I have a process. So it's not always bad when you say no, you know. Absolutely. And you pull yourself out of an impossible task. Sometimes it's a big win because your competitor committed to it, mm-hmm. and now they fail, right? right? Right. And if you're if you're really on your game, right? When when you say, "Hey, look, I can't do this," and they say, "Yeah, okay," you say, "Now that we're done, can I tell you something without making you angry?" Yeah, your expectations are off. Like I don't know, I don't know where they came from or anything else, but like I don't know that anybody could get this done. Is that easy for you as a C to ask that question? Uh, and I want to go around the table because I uh, I'm interested. In asking that. the question around, "Hey, can I can I tell you something can- without?" making you angry or like saying no. the, saying the follow up. I think your expectations are. Off. Oh man. I, here's the deal, right? I like being the smartest guy in the room and I like being the guy with the answers. I love telling people and you have a Kia budget and you're wanting a Cadillac. Yeah. It's not going to happen. 
What about you, Nan? Does that come natural and easy? No, absolutely not. But I, like with the account I was talking to y'all about earlier, I think it's really important to not act like everything's going to be okay if it's not going to be okay. You know, you do have to speak the truth to people. You can't, and I think that's what I admire about what you said. I think I have the propensity to want to say, yep, I'm going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But that's so stupid. You know, you cannot do that. And when you pull them into reality, calm, we're going to, we're going to figure this out and then ask questions about why Friday. Mm-hmm. And and what? So did you ask that question? Did you say why Friday ever? I didn't ask him why Friday. I said, hey, if we're going to do this, we need to get started now. Here's what I need from you before I can even tell you exactly. like what this is gonna cost, you know. And then we need to have a quick conversation about it. Um, and then you know he it it hasn't even shown me that he's opened my my email, so he's probably mm. you know just. I over think it's it really on. important to talk about steps, though. Well, he made a, he might have called three people, and you might have been one of those. Oh and yeah, somebody committed to say, "Oh yeah, we'll absolutely get that done by Friday." Well, it, and they're it, and they're still scrambling. Yeah, well, it came through one of my, one of the partners that I work with, right? So, I, so I'm listed at, I'm listed as a certified partner on gotcha. on a couple of different like CRMs, right? So it it came directly from them. So they probably reached out to like seven different people because it's super easy to do that. Yeah. And he got a yes from someone, and like I hope it goes well, but you know I'm not sure that it will. Sure. So there's nothing I can do about that. Doc, as a as a super eye. Call you a super eye. Is that is that easy for you to to talk, talk about, about budget? Stuff? If you break it down mentally, that there are when you talk about budget, you can talk about hard dollars, you can talk about time, and you mm-hmm. can talk about resources, right? Which are the thing that's that's the clout that we all have. To speak to money, it's not how I grew up, but it's how I've become, in the sense of what well, costs this much. Do you have that much money? Mm-hmm. Right. Or my biggest, the biggest ambiguity is time. Do you have the time to put into this project? Because in healthcare, it is about utilizing their time, their availability. And money doesn't really matter because we have third party payers. They yeah. pay what they decide to pay. Uh, so the budget is your time and your resources. So if it's an in house project, is the staff willing and able to? you know, participate in this because without them, I can't get it done. And Nan actually has a big project that takes a lot of staff and they've done a real good job because everybody bought into the process. So when we talk about budget, it's about convincing the physician or the group we're working with to allocate, allow us to come in, open your doors, let us get with you. Let us look at your books. Well, it's not necessarily the books because we're running a separate program. It just becomes part of their books. And then you get to see that as as you go along. But it's not necessarily revenue that we're talking about. A lot of times they're asking for, I want a report. I want this. I want that. And so that's their money, maybe, you know. I don't know that I agree with that statement. Okay, so I think you, that's what they want to know out of the program to show that it's a viable thing and that they're going to spend their resources wisely to get a return. That's their ROI, right? right. Whenever they ask right. for, but their budget is: I got to divert my staff. I got to take this person, and and here's the other key. So when you go into an office and the receptionist is sitting there, she's getting paid X number of dollars to do what she's doing today. 
And if you add something to that, guess what? She just has to do more work for the same amount of money. Yeah. And yeah. when you view that in its totality, when you come into some of these organizations or these hospitals or any place you go and ask somebody who is getting a paycheck, I need you to do a little bit more. You're not going to get paid for it because they are. That's the budget. So when you talk with these offices, right, and you and you come in as like just like a full-fledged problem solver, you know, like you do one of the best jobs I think I've ever seen about just being the consultant, right? Like what's going on, you know, as opposed to showing up trying to pitch around certain specific or approach or, you know, wh- you know, whatever, you know, the current hot deal is, right, you know, that you're working on. Yeah. The, and do you think that because you're so diversified and and all the different things that you do that that makes it easier for you to go and have such an open-ended conversation about like, Hey, what's your struggle, right? How, how can, how can I help you make more with your square footage and your staff and everything else? Like, do you think that that's easier because you're an I, or do you think that that it's easier because you're an owner or do you think it's just easier because you have so many offerings in your bag? No to the last one. Cause I think it's always specific to whatever we've had the conversation about or, what happens to be the current trend in healthcare or whatever that project is. And I know that seems a little bit vague, but specifically when we talk about whether we're selling to a hospital or to a clinic, they're, they're different organizations. And one is you got to meet price and then you got to say, Hey, is there room on the shelf? That kind of stuff. Do I have uh, surgeon participation? Would somebody want to use this? So you have those variables. When you walk into a physician's office or that more like a business and you're offering the guy who runs the business another program that would either make, you know, cut their costs in one arena or make more money, which is the same thing, mm-hmm. more to their bottom line. Yeah. So when we go in and we speak to a physician and we say, hey, doc, would it make sense if you began doing this program? Maybe it's a, a wellness initiative right? That gives the patient some insight into their cardiac health, which Nan's working on a project like that right now. And we will show you an increase in your revenue, but you've got to dedicate staff and time. And then we'll coach them through that process that initially they're going to latch on to, sure, I'd like that revenue, but you, you can't get all happy feet because if they if they're not staffed right, if there's not enough space, so you have to go in and sort of then do an analysis of that practice because they have to have the volume to participate because sometimes it's our people coming in to facilitate with their people, mm-hmm. right? So you got in-house staff, out-house staff, and th- we've been pretty successful at making that work. It's not a hard row, right, Nan? I mean, well, speak I'm, a little bit. Did to you that. answer his? Did you answer to John's question? Uh, specific to what well, um, you know. I'm curious because like in a lot of realms, right? If you go out and you're talking to a prospect and like, ah, I don't really need a, I really need B. Okay. Right. And you go back to, you know, the ownership of the company and say, Hey, they don't want a, but they want B. Not everybody is willing to go out and figure out how to do B. Right. They're like, like, Oh, we only do a only. Right. So, so my question to you is like being the I, mm-hmm. right. And the influencer who likes to like help problems and everything else versus also being the entrepreneur and the owner. Mm-hmm. Like, which one of those leads you to be so open with, like, carrying a very wide array of solutions? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I phrased it badly the first time, I think. 
So if I go in and, and here's the nice thing about what we do, if it's not in my wheelhouse, if it's if it's A and I don't do A very well or A doesn't pay me very much, yeah, I I, I kind of see that coming. And I want to give some insight so that I can come back and knock on the door again. So maybe there's somebody who's better positioned to do that, or maybe it makes sense for them to just do it on their own. Now, they generally fail. I mean, God, physicians going to hate this, but they're poor businessmen, right? They're ruled by abdication, so they just give it to somebody else, and it falls apart. And they wonder why they lost money, particularly if they have to pay for the product that they're going to go ahead and then, you know, vendor on to the, either the patient population or or – but from a linear thinking process, physicians are great, man. They understand ROI. They yeah. can understand the process. They're just not real good at the management side because they rule by abdication. So when we come in, then we try to add some structure to that, hey, let's go do this. Here, here, here are the people that I have. Do we need to add? Do we need, you know, what are you bringing to the table? So we kind of put that all into goulash, right? And hopefully we don't stir it too much to break it apart. Right. Everything still, you know, has its pieces and they're all working well together. And then we're OK. And we have an extra nuance. Right. Depending on their payer groups as to what the profit margins will be. So one program looks amazing because they have great insurance packages. These are payer groups that afford some of the luxury of preventative medicine and some things like that, which are really good programs. Or you go to another clinic and it's not so much, right? It's bare bones. No, it's a no, it's a no, it's a no. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of pick and choose what your target audience is from the patient standpoint. Do you agree with all that, Nam? No. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> so being an S, I'm listening to everything that Dr. Daniel's saying, and I'm thinking, you know, I go out to these clinics with an attitude of, oh, my gosh, I have an amazing program for you that's going to benefit you, your patients, you know, and, and I'm just, like, super excited about it, and I know that just sounds so S, well, no, contrary but, to what you're saying, but then I go... That's what makes me successful because I know this is a great program and I am able to tell them that. So what I felt like Dr. Daniel was sharing was more. Here's where Nan's programs have their, their Achilles heel, the scalability, right? Sure. Because if they're not easily implanted, Nan's got to be there on site and, and she can only be one place at one time. Yeah. So without that guidance, and so there's where the I said the resources and the people who you ask to absorb, you know, take this to the next level, they're like, why? I don't get paid anymore. Well, it brings a really good um, segue to what what the budget step is. So get, getting back focused on actual budgets here, mm -hmm. uh, in, in everybody's sales process, whether you have a good one or a bad one, Budget step. <laughs> what? I, mean, I guess that's saying, yeah, no, ours sucks. No, I, didn't, okay, I, go ahead. I didn't mean that. I just meant for everybody listening out there, maybe maybe your process is you go knock on doors and you give them bids and that's yeah, it. That's right? okay. that, That's a bad process in my mind. Um, maybe it works some of the time and maybe you got to do a lot of volume to get the wins. Um, but really good sales processes really dive deep down into, I'll say, two things more than most. Budget is one, and pain is another, right? 
why are we doing this and how much does it cost yeah. and, and can you afford it right so budget is budget is a really huge step in moving the process forward however i will say that in all industry in some industries uh mine mine especially i'm not always going to get the budget number right so i don't want you to think if you have budget step in your process that when you get there and you say okay what's your budget and the guy goes I don't know. Or maybe he says, I can't tell you, right? Maybe yeah. they just, they're just not going to relinquish that information because you haven't established enough trust for them to, to really trust you to give that. Or maybe he's just a really high corner D like myself. That's just not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe he's just fishing for low numbers. They're all tells though. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're all things that at that point you have to ask yourself, do I move forward in my process that I don't, you know, now that I don't know this budget or maybe I know everything about this budget, do I move forward? Do I not move forward? That's on you and solely on you. Yeah. You make right? the decision about you, how much you want to stick to the process. hundred percent. No matter what personality type you are, you are a salesperson. You've run them through your process. You get to step three or four, whatever your budget step is. And you get to that point and they haven't relinquished it. There's not enough information. Uh, maybe they gave you everything. It's on you whether or not you want to move forward, period. Absolutely. So knowing that fact, how important is it for you to know that? Whether you're a C, an I, an S, And that's different for everybody. It is different for everybody. It's different for every personality, but it's also different for every process in every industry. Uh, But but you know what I've found? The, The further you go into that conversation, the more you should know and the more you generally do know. Right. So let's talk about how you ask that question. No, because I, I agree with say, that. Because so, you get to a point where, yeah, yeah because look, if you if you developed bonding rapport and you're at, at this point, let, let's say you did it for three months, you you've hung out, you've got to know each other, you know your wife's names and your kids' names, and you know your dogs' names, and you're high fiving each other in the hallway, whatever the case may be. <laughs> whatever. I don't know. That just sounds like really fun to me. <laughs> hey, bro. No. Look, if you if you've gotten that far, you just became a surfer. Yeah, maybe. If you've gotten that far, and then all of a sudden you stop a meeting and you say, "Okay, what's your budget?" and you ask it really direct like that and really harsh like that, you've just lost a lot of things that oh, you yeah. built Definitely. up, right? Yeah, you've so, taken huge steps back yeah. into being a salesperson. Well, exactly. You have to be creative. So yeah, creative is one, but also staying in your uh, staying in what you've built. Mm-hmm. Right, you yeah. you've, you've established bonding and rapport. You've established this trust. Stay with that trust, you know. And you've got to ask softening statements and, and do these Agreed. things. Right, it's it's the verbiage you use. It is when you right. get to Tona- that point. Tonality, tonality body language, pauses. Yeah. Absolutely. How much are we spending yeah. on this? Because now yes. it's a we, not yeah. a you. So, right? Some sometimes I say, man, what you guys just described, it sounds crazy expensive, and it just to me. I've never seen anybody, you know, actually do that. I'm excited that you want to do that, but it gets their brain triggered, right? It gets their brain triggered into oh, either one way of, yeah, it doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter to me. I don't give a shit. We're going to do this because we're the top notch company in, in the world and we're going to build the flagship company right here. And I don't care what it costs. That's one response. The other mm-hmm. response may be like, oh, shit. What do you mean it costs a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah. So what is a lot? I mean, yeah, though, well, you know. it, but that that's right, Nan, yeah. is that you start digging off of that, right? Yeah. You, you make some statements. You're not going in there and saying, hey, man, what's your budget? Oh, that's that's <laughs> it. You know, you. Yeah. so 
as a D and probably as a C, John, me and you probably have a hard time with this because that's that's the question I want to ask is literally, what the fuck's your budget, bro? <laughs> um, well, okay, so I have a couple of interesting, I think, things to to mention here, right? So like in website world, right? Which is the wild west when it comes to pricing, right? And there's so many different ways of skinning the cat. Like, are you getting copy or are you providing? I mean, there's, I mean, ins and outs crazy. We were the affordable guys. And so one of the things that I would say is I I would talk about money, you know, try to try to uncover a budget. And then I'd say something along the lines of, are we going for the wish list or are we working to stay within the budget? If we can do everything you want, but we're over the budget, but it does what you want it to do. Is that worth the conversation? Because then right then and right there, you draw the line in the sand as the prospect, yeah. right? Which makes my life then that much easier. The interesting thing now is that now that I'm a consultant, right? Everyone expects me to be really expensive. Oh, John. Oh, man. I know this is going to be expensive. I don't know. I don't know if I can afford you. How do you play that? Um, most people don't say it, but I get the gist of it in their tone and when their walls are up. You know, oh, this, this is probably going to cost me. Maybe. Yeah. What, Seriously, what, what do you though, think do? if I sat down, I'm sorry, I got to, this is going to cost me. People do it. People do it, man. I hear it every God, day. God, I, okay. Hey, in, I need you to reroute, conversation. I need you to reroute all that piping that you just put in. Oh, I'm sure it's going to cost me. Okay, yeah, now I get you, that. Yeah, but it's no different in the website world, right? So you built this website and now I want to change it because I didn't, couldn't see it. Yeah. Right. That's, okay. that's the problem with most people. They can't visualize what you're talking about until it happens. And now it's happened, mm-hmm. and now I don't like it. Well, I, I kind of have this double whammy, right? I'm the salesperson, and then I'm also the consultant, right? So if you don't think that a consultant is going to come in and suggest some improvements, because what's the point? Because you're perfect. What's the point? You are you are living a delusional life, in my opinion. Why are you there? Exactly. So very often, I have to figure out, like, hey. What are you trying to do? But to that point, real quick, yeah. sometimes it is fine. And that's where your honesty, as a salesperson, you're, that's where your honesty side needs to come out and say, "Sure, hey, you're on the right path. And that might be the best sale you ever make for a lifetime. Absolutely. Yeah. So, some, so don't forget that is that, you know, when, when somebody's doing a good job, they're, right, they're, they're down the right avenue, they're working towards a goal, and then you don't provide value to where they're at right now, admit that, Right. Well, you see this a lot in like bigger CPA firms and like attorney firms and stuff like that. And they're trying to find ways to bill a certain number of hours. You know, like like we have a friend who's a CPA and she has got to maintain a certain percentage of her total hours work as billable hours on, sure. on client stuff. And it's like, that's terrible. Yeah. So that's that's terrible. There's a great book. If you're a consultant, it's called Million Dollar Consulting. And I cannot think of who the author is, but it's a great book um, because one of the things he talks about in there is I don't price by the hour. I price based upon the impact I'm going to bring. Right. And that kind of broke my head around this because. How do you do that? I mean, I I have to read the book. I think it, I think it really starts around pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And and when you're talking about pain Mm -hmm. and when you're trying to figure out like, Hey, can I ask you an uncomfortable question? Yeah. What happens if you don't fix this? What happens if, if everything stays the same? You just got to keep seeing her. (laughs) (laughs) Take the key away. (laughs) But you know, um, you know, really kind of digging into that because, You know, no one has a budget to hire me to come in to overhaul their sales process and set up a CRM, right? So I've got to uncover 
Okay, yes, I see that. And so, paints yeah, and everything else, and right? show the value. Exactly. And so then once I do that, then my budget conversation is a lot easier. But you meet a ton of people, especially in the marketing agency realm. And that's the first question. Sure, I'd love to talk to you. But before we schedule time, can I ask what your budget is? Why the hell would I share my budget with you whenever yeah. you won't even have a phone call with me without without wanting to talk about money? So I will say that a lot of sales training out there tells you to do that, what you just did. Right. And, and there's not always a place for that. Right. There's not always a good time for that, of that harsh question of, well, let's talk about your budget. Oh man, you just shut doors. You shut a lot of doors. And the, the hard part is, is that maybe your process requires you to know that there's, I mean, I I like to think mine absolutely requires to know that there not, not the number, but that there is an approved budget, because if there's not an approved budget, the job's not real in my mind. Oh, that's interesting. Right? It's way, so, di- it's way different. For it me. is, but it's also way different from asking somebody their budget because you need to know their number so you can beat their number. That's what, when I hear budget or when I've in the past heard, hey, ask them about their budget, go in there and dig about their budget. That's what went through my head. So if you're listening out there, right? Especially we, if you're in construction or something that's very sh- bid, sure. bid oriented. Bid oriented. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, projects. If, if, you're, you know, if you're hearing about, if you're hearing us talk about budget, you're you're probably putting your own walls up, saying, "Oh, I, I'm not going to yeah, do that." Absolutely. Right? I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about money, and it's the hardest thing for most people to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I want you to understand that it's not necessarily a budget. Question can be, "Have you approved a budget?" Yeah, we have an approved budget. Is it is it absolutely going to go through through your corporate expenditure accounts? Is this you know your capex spending? Is this actually going to happen? Uh, yeah, no, we've got all the funding in the world. Maybe that's where you need to stop and move on. I was going right? to say, you you don't have to go any yeah, further you, you don't, than what it takes to... It's up yeah. to you. It's up to how much information you need to know in your process to move forward. And there are fringe questions that lead to better questions that lead to more information. Sure. So you don't have to go for the stab at the jug, right? Yeah. I and mean, it, yeah. you and, can... And let, me, let me tell you this. I, I actually uh, had brought this up a couple of weeks ago, uh, I think amongst us that, um, I asked a question one time. I said, Oh, Hey man, you know, we know each other pretty well. What, what's the budget look like? Is it a 4 million, you know, we can try all these strategies, bracketing and, you know, temperature reads and, you know, go in and say, Hey, what's a, you know, is it a $3 million job? Is it a $4 million job? And the guy's like, I'm not going to tell you. He did that. <laughs> that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, and why? And then he asked, a did you get mad? No, but what happened was he caught me off guard because he said, why do you need to know that? Oh, shit. I don't have an answer. If you don't have... <laughs> because the, the, oh, but, but that's the problem, right? Because if you don't have an answer, did you really need to ask the question, right? Yeah, that, that's a good point. So if you don't need that for your process, which I didn't because it, I already know that he's going to take three bids from competitors and they're going to compare price and scope. Um, the real question is there is, okay... You have a budget, it's approved. If I come within that budget, do we have a deal? That's a better question yeah, true. than asking what's the number. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, That's you know, um, if you do uncover a number, but you know that you can't meet it, hey, you know, yeah. if we're if we're 20% higher. Is the deal done? Yeah. Are, I mean, is this dead? Yeah. And, and, and maybe and not that. That's another good question, too. Yep. Because, you know, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. if they're not willing to stretch. I talked about that for the first yeah, 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, even though it was like, my fault, even though it was my fault, uh-huh. it still happened. Yeah. yeah. So now is the project dead? Yeah, probably. 
But did I know that going into it? No, I didn't because I didn't ask that question. So, you know, the the point of it is is that budgeting questions don't always have to be a dollar amount. We'd like it to be there. That's, oh, that's, yeah, that's, for me? That's a great thing I, to know. I want it to be a dollar amount because then my life it. makes sense. Sure, I get it. For you. For me. Right? For, for me as a C, right? That's and right. for me being a, a consultant, right? But, you know, it's not always there, right? Sometimes it's about the resources yeah. or, you know, one of the things, you know, that, that I'll talks about is like, if I can make someone faster, right? If I, if the, if the, if the sets that I use and the things that I use in the OR can make a doctor, you know, crank out one extra surgery per day without having to spend more time in the time, OR. Time is money, right? Time is incredibly, absolutely. So, and so I, I think then the take home here, or one of the big messages that I got gathered from it is, understanding what the buyer's process is yeah. and then helping them when you can yep. being direct with them when you can and asking great questions, better questions, but again, don't stab the jugular, make yep. it part Absolutely. of the dance that you're doing to uncover, figure out where they're comfortable and what they're comfortable telling you about the money they have. Yeah. And, and once again, setting up front expectations. Yeah. Right. So, hey, man, I'm going to ask you some tough questions today in this in this process that, I, you know, you can even you can even go this far if this is your process. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I need to know my budget to move forward. I need to know your budget to move forward in my process. So therefore, if that's the case, if that's truly how your business runs, then you're going to have to set that expectation up front. And you're going to have to say, man, I'm going to have to ask you about your budget, you know, your, your situation, your budget. Can you give me the dollar amount? And if you can't, I can't move forward with you. That may be the extreme of, of your mm-hmm. business, right? But not, don't you, I'm, I'm not saying it's right. Well, it's that oh, time, everybody. That time. Thank you, Paul. We are, it's time for the throwdown. Everybody gets about a minute, minute and a half, two minutes. If you're incredibly long winded, I'm going to throw something new on, the, oh my, on this. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with my Clint, turn. right? Clint, the D actionable things from either D's or construction people. I hate, I hate starting with me because doc always has some really intellectual shit to say, after <laughs> <me>. uh, <laughs> but we'll go for it. Right. We're not scared. Um, so, you know, as a high D once again, you, you got this, uh, you got this direct drive. You've got this, uh, I'm not afraid of the no, I'm not afraid of the, uh, me asking a question. However, you come off brash, you come off, uh, you know, sometimes insulting to people, right? So if you're a true high corner D, you know, you gotta, you gotta really do, you gotta do some self-learning and get some tact in how you ask questions. Tonality is huge, uh, for, for probably, uh, all of us, but really more so for me as a high D body language, making few people feel comfortable, matching and marrying, right? What they're doing, how they speak, their uh, their body language, their tonality, um, their cadence, uh, their hand movements, right? If they got big hand movements, make them feel comfortable by giving them big hand movements. But all those things are going to kind of soften. <laughs> you laugh, but I mean, it's, it's real. Yeah, not that one. Not that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the only one that came to mind when you said yeah. big hand movements. I was like, ah, man. okay, do it. How do I mirror that? Yeah, no, uh, how does that I, work? I wouldn't mirror that. I mean, unless it's funny. <laughs> but uh, work this time. But you know, as a high D, you've got all the tools in your box to to get out there and ask these tough questions because there's a lot of personalities out there that that just could never ask this question because they're afraid of burning bridges. They're afraid of the no. You are not afraid of that. 
So, so go in there with that intention, but do it tactfully. Get in there, learn the psychology of sales. Uh, the, who's across from you? What's their personality type? Match and mirror, uh, you know, all these things. There's a lot of study that goes into that and how to do it right. You can't go in, be yourself, and just throw bombs across the table. You can. It might win once in a while, and you might think you're successful because of it. But we're talking about a, a, improving. We're talking about, you know, 1% or 2% improvements, and the way you do that is to take all these tacks and move forward. All right. Good job. Al? So one of the things that I it just slipped my mind till right at the close when that, that bell kind of jarred me to life here, um, <laughs> third-party stories, right? Other deals you've done. Don't paint the picture. Let them paint the picture and make sure that they're up for the task and they're willing to spend the money. Mm-hmm. So you're the consultant that says, okay, I understand you want a Picasso, but we're going to have to have, like, this is going to be a print knockoff, right? And listen to what they're saying. Use your third-party stories for the things that you've done in the past and how they apply to what, you know, hey, yeah, sounds like we might be over budget. I've run into this in the past. Are we prepared for that? I love your idea. Have you thought about this or that that may either mitigate costs or run it up? And if, oh, I hear you kind of lean in this direction, can we talk about what that would cost? Because these things are usually multifaceted, right? And there are ways to save money and there are ways to spend money. And if you can couple those together, keeping in mind that that your client or whoever you're speaking to has this goal in mind, this picture in their head, and if you're trying to mirror and, and, and take what their picture is and put a price tag on it and make sure that sticks within a range that they can tolerate both up and down, then I think you win. Awesome. Nan? So I think what Dr. Daniel said is about listening. That's huge. You have to be quiet, ask the correct questions, let them discuss their situation. And I think it's really important as an S for me, I have to bring benefit and identify that to your client, the benefit that you're going to bring them. And um, to the I, to Al's, um, statement also you know you can't you can't tell them what they need what they want what they want to spend but you do know that everyone wants a good deal they don't people do not want to spend or lose money that that that's not going to benefit them but people will spend money if it if it's a great benefit so I think identifying how you're helping your client is is everything because they will spend you know when you were talking about um painting that what how did you say that you said where what's what's your dream like what is the best thing you want I think that's a great place to start and if you can meet that as much as possible with a a lower price than what they're anticipating they're going to jump on it I think I think people like bargains you know not not, I don't mean like bargains but they like a good price for what they want okay um I'm going to hit this from two different points right if you're a C Understand that while money does not seem like a hard topic to talk about, it is very hard for many, many, many people, right? We're raised at, from kids. Don't talk about money yeah. and don't talk to strangers, right? So if you follow that advice of your parents, you're never going to be successful as a salesperson. But understand that it's awkward for some people, right? I ask questions all the time that get me pinched, 
you know, like later on, because my girlfriend is like, why did you ask that question? I'm like, cause I don't see a problem with that. Right. It's like uh, in the big short, when the guy says, Hey, that's a nice haircut. Did you do it yourself? Like he doesn't mean <laughs> anything bad by it. And I'm that guy. Right. So understand that it's uncomfortable for some people like build your tool chest and get some empathy. It's not, it's not there naturally. You have to go find it from the other side as, as a consultant, stop charging hourly, like stop talking about it in hourly terms. No one's incentivized to do their best work if you're also charging hourly. So do projects, figure out what that is because a, it's going to be easier to sell and you know, then, you know, set expectations around, Hey, if this changes too much, we might have to revisit this, but this is what the project looks like. Is that okay? My life changed significantly when I stopped trying to make everything fit and try to, you know, do hourly stuff and everything else. Like my my life got so much easier. So that's my, that's my spiel. So I like it. Yeah. Well, and look what Clint said about the 19 minutes. I, I, I don't think that's wise to say, okay, you have two minutes, you know, but I, I, Hey, you got to be a professional. You got to know your game. You have to know your information. You need to know what it costs to do what you do. Absolutely. And and if you don't, and if that's hanging in the wind, try to tie it down. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened in everybody's arena, but when you go in and yeah, you sink your teeth in, tie it down. Absolutely. Awesome, everybody. This is a good show. Um, If you're listening and you want to follow along, everything is at Sales Throwdown, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Subscribe. So that way you get notified every time a new video pops up. Um, If you are getting value out of this or if you want to see us make some improvements, leave a review. We read every one of them. And we want to make this as relatable and as relevant as we possibly can to people out in the field. And I want to say thank you to everybody that is listening because it's been amazing. I I am blown away that we are getting the response that we're getting, guys. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm sort thank of impressed with myself, yeah. which is not a unique thing, unfortunately. <laughs> but in this case, it feels really good. I I do thank everybody that's uh, flipping the switch, getting in touch with us, and you know connecting because it. I mean, we're everywhere, so come yeah. find us. We'll be there. Yeah, one of the one of the greatest things to round this out is that it, people are starting conversations with me that never would have happened around these topics, and I'm only growing, and they're only growing by having these conversations. Absolutely. So, so that's that's the point. Discussion. Share it with someone else. Right. Uh, Sales is hard enough. You don't got to do it by yourself. Tag your team. Yeah. Hashtag Team D. Let's put it on there. Let's see it. Team see the following. Team C is where it, uh, is where all the magic happens. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Y'all have a good night. They're full of crap. See you guys. Go sell something. Oh, yeah, absolutely.